Hello and welcome back to the WacoTrib.com Super Syntax Friday Night Lights podcast. I don't know what it's actually called, but that sounds like a pretty good name to me, huh, Bryce? It'll work. You like kind of like the rough, uh, like the, the rough cut I go with, you know, with the intro every week? Uh, it, it's a tradition. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's kind of like uh, it's it's like bad improv is what it is, yeah. <laughs> like Michael Scott improv. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. Doing an, I can, an entire time. episode of Law and Order. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Right. Yeah. 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 Or <laughs> or I, I shoot you with my fake hand pistol, <laughs> and I have to do the podcast by myself. Right. <laughs> yep. Anyway, uh, it's high school football podcast, so we're here to talk about high school football. So we'll Indeed. Do that. Uh, I just got back from Las Vegas yesterday afternoon, as you know. Uh, thanks, thanks for letting me uh, run off and do that. I got a little bit of Stats Plus done for you. so Yeah, you did. But while I was there, uh, uh, so I, 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 I bet a three-game parlay. Mm-hmm. Sunday on the NFL. I like the NFL a lot. People tell me all the time, well, I just don't like the NFL as much as college. You know, I'm like, well, fine, but I like and you like the NFL too. I do. I uh I feel the same way uh about the NFL and, and the NBA. I mean, uh you have a lot of people say kind of the same thing. I just don't like the NBA. Well, you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> right. So I bet a three-game parlay, and what that means for uh, you know those that might you know have higher moral standards than me that don't know the ins and outs of, of gambling, sports betting, is that you you bet three games and you got to get them all right against the point spread. And so I bet uh, I bet on the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Cowboys all to win, and the Rams covered from the gun. They they had no problem with the Giants from the word go. The Chiefs kind of went back and forth with the uh, with the Washington football team a little bit before taking control and covering pretty easy in that game. That was a six-and-a-half-point line, I think. Cowboys were a three-and-a-half-point favorite at the Patriots, which was not looking good. Even in overtime, it wasn't looking good for me. to. That was the third game of the parlay. That was the last one I had to get. And as anybody who, you know, Watch football in Texas probably knows by now. C.D. Lamb scored a touchdown in overtime, which got me the win, right? So. <laughs> nice. All of that to say, uh, I'm kind of inspired, you know, you're on the high school football <laughs> Friday Night Lights. You're going Super to Sunday inject podcast. gambling into UIL sports is what you're saying. Actually, well, I mean, let's be honest. It already happens, you know. <laughs> well, that's true. I, I don't the, I mean at the Dairy Queen about, huh I said it happens at the Dairy Queen and the coffee shop and you know wherever uh football fans meet together right I, I don't I don't want to get too heavy here but you know sports gambling is a real addiction for some people and I'm sure that I'm sure there's people that bet on JV games oh my gosh yeah. that's yeah. scary yeah Anyway, uh, I don't don't necessarily endorse that at all. But I just thought, you know, let's take three matchups and pick them like a parlay. You know, 
And I didn't necessarily pick our biggest games of the week because I, I feel like um, we both agree on who's going to win some of our biggest games of the week. Even, even though they're inviting matchups, there's a heavy favorite. Uh, Crawford Bosqueville, for example. You know, Crawford beat him twice last year. It was more lopsided the second time than the first time. Bosqueville's got a fighting chance, but I think we would both pick Crawford in that one. So that would be kind mm -hmm. of boring. So uh, so here's our three-game parlay. Pick all three of your games at once, and then I'll pick all three of my games, all right? And the games are Midlothian Heritage at La Vega, Grosbeck at Malakoff, and Holland at Rosebud Lot. So uh, get, give us some insights and some picks in those three games. And we are saying here that uh... – we're not in, in implementing any kind of a point spread. We're just picking the winners. Right, 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 right. Well, if I wanted to do point spread, I could have thrown those other games in the mix. But uh, now nah, we don't want to get too much like real gambling here. <laughs> good call. Good call. Uh, so, I mean, I was thinking about this and I was like, you know, should we have different picks? You know, does this mean that if I pick one team, Chad's going to pick the other? Uh, but uh, here's what I'll say. I'm just going to go with who I who I think I'll pick in our picks box. Yeah, time. that do that. Do that. Yeah. Um, so as far as the Midlothian Heritage versus La Vega game, um, I would certainly not count La Vega out. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I feel like they really – Played well last week in the in the game against uh, Brownwood. Big well, certainly run. to come back and win that. Yeah, a big to. big rushing performance there from their freshman running back. But Bryson Roland. Yeah, Bryson Roland. I said in the uh, story that he was rolling. Um, not not surprising there that I would have used such a cheesy line, but i first time I ever heard you doing anything like that. So. No, absolutely not. I'm going with Heritage. <laughs> uh, you're talking about a team that's won six out of seven this year and, you know, favored for a reason. Um, and if La Vega wins, I won't be surprised, but I'm just kind of going with the favorite in that one. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're again, we're talking about a top ten ranked team in the state. Uh, right. And then we've got uh, Grosbeck and um, who are they playing? Malakoff at Malakoff. Yeah, that's uh, in fact that's a game I'm previewing um, in our capsules on Friday. But so I'll be talking to Coach Bomar. Give me the goats in this one. I really like how they're playing. Um, they've got a lot of firepower, um, but don't sleep on that that defense either. I mean, you know they gave up. 20 points to Eustace last week, but, you know, won convincingly in that game. And, and they've really, like I said, they've been able to put up a lot of points uh, really throughout the year, even while I think dealing with a few injuries. Um, and they had a COVID week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, when they play Academy, I think they're missing like six starters on defense. And Academy has proven to be a pretty good team too. I mean, so they're a team of perseverance as well. I mean, I really like what Jerry Bomar's done there. It grows back now in year three. He's got them mm -hmm. essentially, you know, stair-stepping up every every season thus far. So 
And then uh, as far as the Rosebud Lot Holland game, to me, that one's the biggest toss-up maybe of the three. Um, I really think it could go either way. Uh, I'm going to take Holland. Uh, Rosebud Lot, I feel like, has been a little bit enigmatic. You know, they're, they're really mm-hmm. good. They're really good some weeks, and then other weeks maybe not as much. But certainly explosive and have a lot of talent, and, and they have our – area's leading passer in Zane Zeinert. Uh, you've done a story on the Cougars this year, but those would be my three picks. Uh, Heritage, uh, Grosbeck, and Holland. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll come. I'll, uh, you know, I'm going to agree with you on Heritage. Uh, I think I picked LaVega against Stevenville a couple weeks ago and got burned on that one. Um, not that, I mean, you know, Stevenville, I think it's really good. Uh, La Vega is in a tough district. I mean, the fact that they could be knocked off as the district favorite in that in that district shows you how good the district is. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Malakoff kind of has the edge of having been there before a lot over the last probably decade. Yeah, um, and and probably schedules accordingly you know, in, in the, in its first few games of the year. So I'll go with Malakoff in that one. So, you know, we both play fantasy football and we know that in fantasy football, you get real good information, practice to practice on where guys are at injury wise. And Rosebud Lott apparently has been missing Jordan Landrum from the lineup for a few weeks now. And if it were fantasy football, and we could say, hey, Jordan uh, was limited in his activity with the with the Cougars at practice today. You know, with, if if we knew that kind of thing, it would help pick this game. I feel like. Mm. Um. But I think I'm going to go with Rosebud Lot anyway because okay. my thinking is, if he's still out, they're maybe figured out what to do with him not in there, and if he's back, that's even better. Yeah, that's. So. that's- that's a fair analysis. Um, like I said, I, I wish I knew. Yeah, I wish I knew more about all the all these matchups. But I think I had a pretty good week, despite that last week in the in our pick spots. You did. You had a good week, and uh, I believe was it last week that you were able to uh, move past me in the standings. I told you. I asked you on Friday night if you felt that breeze <laughs> when yeah. I blew by you. Yeah, uh, there's still some football left to be played. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's let's transition. Um, you know, I have kind of an observation uh, just from looking at our stats plus the last couple of weeks, really. Um, at this stage, I think we only have one official 1,000 rusher, 1,000 yard rusher, and we're you know eight weeks into the season, and that's really surprising. Um. Before I go any further with, with my own, you know, uh, predictions or analysis of this, what are your thoughts? I mean, what, why? I mean, gosh, a few years ago we had JV on Sunday getting the thousand yard mark in week four. So what, what's going on there? Do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think this is an an excellent question because um, it is sort of puzzling, you know. I feel like, all right, so you mentioned the fantasy football thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and I do play fantasy football. And for one of my fantasy leagues, I wrote a, a little piece earlier this year 
looking at uh, running backs and um, several things, but uh, I was talking a lot about how, you know, you just don't see as many hundred yard performances in the NFL Mm -hmm. by running Mm -hmm. backs. And there's, there's a few reasons for that. And they include a, you know, a proliferation of passing. There's, I, I went back and looked, and I think teams pass like 25 to 30% more often than they did just even like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing in the NFL, which probably affects it even more, is what we would call in fantasy football the RBBC, the uh, running back by committee. And, Mm -hmm. and it's essentially, you know, coaches realize that these running backs have a very short shelf life. They last about as long as unrefrigerated milk, you know, I mean, uh, they, they do not last long. And, you know, guys that were stars just three and four years ago are nowhere to be found now in the NFL. Um, So all that to say you're seeing in the NFL guys get like 10 to 12 carries rather than 20 to 25. And so I'm wondering, we see a lot of trickle up and trickle down in football where things that are successful on one level of football may, you know, be, be stolen and used in, in, you know, whether it's high school to college, college to the NFL or vice versa going downward um, so I, it does make me wonder if we're seeing maybe a little bit more of a, an equal distribution of carries. Um, but it, it's puzzling to me because I, like you said, typically we, we would have multiple guys, um, mm-hmm. above a thousand yards at this point. And, and so, you know, maybe it's a little more passing, maybe it's, you know, running back by committee. But I, I mean, it's it's interesting, puzzling, and I do feel like uh, let's acknowledge that while we have a majority of teams probably in our stats plus listings, there may be a few out there that uh, you know want to keep their stats under wraps, and so there's probably one or two at least a uh, thousand yard rusher that we might not know about. Well, there's one. Um who I'm certain is over a thousand at this point, And that's Tanner Bean from Wortham. And we just never did get official numbers in time uh, for that, for him this week. I don't know where Brett Chambers is at at Crawford. I have, I mean, we'll find, we'll get like a surprise reveal when they send their super syntax nominations in for how, how many Brett Chambers has at Crawford. And then, um, you know, uh, Major Bowden at China Spring could be in the neighborhood. Yeah, and uh, just again, uh, La Vega is another one that uh, just recently sent in some stats, but um, uh, I don't think they had their stat updates. This well, La Vega and Mart, uh, you know, both really good running teams, but they like you were talking about spread the ball around so much to to different guys that yeah, and a team like Mart is killing teams, and so guys tend to get less carries just because they're up by 40 points. Right, right. Um, You know, one other area I wanted to kind of look at on on this subject is I feel like we're in the post-spread era. 
like I feel like there are fewer teams, you know, that the, the bell curve has come back down and there's fewer teams actually running a straight up spread. You know, people will say they're multiple, they're pro style and stuff like that. They want to, they want to use the tight end more. And so, you know, your spread days, your Mike Leach spread of four verticals, you know, on every play, uh, that's, that feels like that's a thing of the past. And yet the wide receiver has become a big, a bigger part of the game. I mean, the wide receiver continues to become progressively a more important facet of an offense. And, and I was even talking to Ray Biles just now about the slot receiver. And it feels like a lot of teams are putting their best offensive player. That's not their quarterback at slot receiver. Interesting. And, you're right. I think if you talk to coaches nowadays and you ask them what what offense do you run, the answer you're going to get more often than not uh, is well, or multiple, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think all that means is, you know, we we are going to run the spread in some formations in some times, mm-hmm. uh, and again, you mm-hmm. do still see it, but they're also going to line up tight and they're going to bunch and they're, you know, going to occasionally put a fullback in there and uh, you know, two tight ends. And I think it, it benefits your offense. If you are able to move the ball in a variety of different looks, Um, honestly, uh, just occasionally watching some JV football. I, I uh, get a little frustrated sometimes when, uh, you see bad snap after bad snap after bad snap, and they won't move out of the shotgun. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, look, if, if you can't find a center who uh, can snap the ball with accuracy, I'm sure he can at least hand it off between his legs. <laughs> I mean, so, <laughs> you know, so, sometimes I think, uh, you know, it, it really pays to be, to be multiple, to be versatile, and and have a variety of different offensive looks. You know, I might show uh, a little bit of ignorance here, a little bit, uh, maybe just not a specific knowledge of football history. I know that Tom Landry kind of innovated the shotgun snap with the mm-hmm. Cowboys, and I don't know if that was. I mean, I'm sure I know Tom Landry and Daryl Royal Royal overlap for several, maybe a decade or more. And I don't know if Daryl Royal ever used the shotgun within the Texas offense. I probably, I don't think he probably did, but when you mentioned that, you know, bad snaps, can you imagine Daryl Royal who famously said, when you throw the ball, only three things can happen and two of them are bad. Right. right? And that's kind of the same. I mean, why would you want to throw in an extra element of something that could go wrong? Right. And yet when you get the shotgun snap, right, right it gives the quarterback so much better setup and, and, you know, his, his uh, five seconds or his three and a half seconds goes to five seconds, you know, or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. You can absolutely see why the shotgun snap was implemented and why it's attractive. Uh, And so I I get it, you know, that you want to give your quarterback that extra, whether it's a split second, I mean, split second matters, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I feel like it, it's good to practice a lot of different things because then if a is not working, you know, we've got a plan B. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, so we've got three weeks left in the regular season. In my Sunday column this week, I sort of likened that to the end of a set at a concert, end of the main set at a concert where, mm -hmm. in fact, I was, I saw Chris Stapleton play this summer and all the ninnies in the audience kept on yelling, we want to hear Tennessee whiskey. We want to <laughs> see your Tennessee. You know, they do that at concerts all the time. People get fixated on one song and they, and I think it drives the artist crazy. In fact, there's, more than one funny story about you know. Well, so I was at just kidding. I was at a bowling um, for I was at a bowling for soup uh, concert and uh, at uh, the backyard here in Waco, uh -huh. and um, this was just a few months ago. Similar kind of deal uh, where there were a couple. I, I'm going to say college students, Baylor students, uh, standing nearby me and. Over and over and over, we're just like, when are they going to play 1985? You know, I mean, uh, come on. If they don't play it next, I'm leaving. And they did ultimately end up leaving probably a song before they ended up playing 1985. But, uh, yeah, I was like, dude, first of all, these artists have more than one song. And, uh, you know, just because you only know one, why are you even here? <laughs> well, so at the end of the Stapleton show, and he always does the same thing. He does this sort of bluesy intro of the band, and it's really funny and, and just a cool way to introduce his band. And the whole time he's he's playing this blues riff, and you know where they're going, you know. And then and then they play Tennessee Whiskey to end the main set, and then and then all the ninnies leave because they heard Tennessee Whiskey and they think the show's over. And then they come back with the with the with the uh, encore and the encore is like dessert that you're not too full to eat, you know? <laughs> right. That's a metaphor within a metaphor. Okay. But all of this rambling to say we're close to the end of the main set. The good stuff is really coming like for the regular season. Oh yeah. Um, One encore after another, really. Well, the playoffs are the encore. That's the metaphor. Yeah. I'm just saying, you get an encore one week and then you get an encore the next week and it just gets better and better. Well, you're, you're screwing up where I'm, where my metaphor here, Bryce, don't mess with my metaphor. <laughs> Go anyway, on. Uh, we, we, we've got, you know, three weeks left. So I got some great games on Friday night. Give me one storyline you're interested in as we come, I'll come to the, uh, to the second you know, we've come around the second turn of the regular season. Uh, to me, it's a storyline that will not be answered anytime soon. Um, but it will be answered by Christmas. Um, and that's just how many state champions will Central Texas produce. This is something we've talked about really since before the season ever started. Um, we are used to pretty stinking good football around here and uh year after year after year at least in some division of football whether it is you know 4a 2a 1a 3a whatever it might be uh we produce at least one state champion if not more than one um and last year was this anomaly that you know we uh we didn't really like. <laughs> we got shut out. Yeah, we got shut out, and it was the first time in about fifteen to 
eight, I, I'm trying to remember now, but about 15 years that it had happened. Um, and I feel like we're going to come back with a vengeance this year um, in terms of Central Texas producing state champions. And I feel like Martin Live Oak might, might be locks. And so then you're talking about who beyond them might have a shot. And yeah. uh, I think the Lorena Leopards have a shot. Um, I think 3A is pretty good around here, honestly, with La Vega or with Lorena uh, West, um, you know, the Grosbeck Goats who we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think those teams are going to play a while. Um, you know, obviously – there's other good teams in the state and you're going to run into some good teams. And so uh, you got to make plays, you know, um, but uh, Crawford is another one that I'll throw out there as mm -hmm. uh, a team that, um, you know, has a chance to do something in the playoffs. They're in the state semifinals last year and clicking along pretty well right now. Well, you know, um, on that subject, and I'll give you my storyline here in a minute. It's, it's a little bit more ma micro than macro, but yeah. uh, do you think Carthage is insurmountable, or do you think China Spring is crescendoing towards something like beating Carthage and and getting beyond on that? Tough, tough question to answer without really getting to see Carthage. You know, I mean. Uh, and I guess mm -hmm. nowadays with streaming, maybe we could take a look at some of these other out of area teams, but mm -hmm. we kind of got our hands full, you know, uh, we got enough to do. Yeah. We don't need to be scouting for, uh, for anyone, but, uh, I think, you know, it's going to be a tough road to hoe Their Carthage is Carthage for a reason. Uh, that said, you know, um, I, I always feel like the more you play a team, uh, the more it benefits you, whether you win or, or lose, um, you, you learn things, you take things and you figure out maybe where you need to get better against that particular opponent. The fact that China spring saw Carthage last year, um, you know, benefits the Cougars, I think if they meet again. Yeah. So, uh, my more micro, you know, like, uh, this maybe not has that maybe doesn't have an impact for or late November and December, but should be interesting. The next three weeks is who is going to, who are going to be the third and fourth place teams in uh, our district with China Springs, Salado and Robinson and Conley and Gatesville. Mm. Because China spring is, I think head and shoulders above everybody else in the district. Agreed. Salado beat them last year, but I don't think that's going to happen again on Friday. I agree. Uh, and so then, but you, but Salado's probably as much as China Spring is head and shoulders above everybody else for the district championship. Salado is probably right there at second place. Uh, they beat Connolly, who I would have said that was the biggest contender for the number two seed there uh, on Friday night. And I think that was like twenty-eight to seven, something like that. And then, um, well, I've got it here. No, that's yeah, it was 28 to seven. Yeah. Um, and then Gatesville made the playoffs last year. Gerald's probably out. Gerald's been knocked around by, I think, everybody they played, including Robinson last week. 
well, it was a it was a close game. And give credit to the Robinson Rockets, you know, who've had mm-hmm. a tough tough season, but uh, big win for Robinson, fifty to forty three, and um, you know, really puts them right in the mix uh, just by winning that game. And you've got Robinson and Gatesville this week. And mm-hmm. to me, if you're talking about, you know, who's going to be in that top four, um, I think the winner of this game puts themselves in a pretty good place for that. Uh, first of all, you have the tiebreaker over the other one, should it come down to a head-to-head type situation. But uh, Gatesville's sitting there at 0-3. Uh, the Hornets can't afford to, to go to 0 and or they're 0 and 2. They can't afford. 2. They can't afford to get to 0 and 3. Um, and if well, Robinson, they play China and Salado, if so. Robinson wins this one and puts themselves at two and one, I mean, I think the Rockets are looking pretty good. Yeah, and Connolly, of course, has a win over Robinson. Uh, to their credit, so that still makes them look, you know, pretty good as a playoff team. But then, you know, they're going to have to beat Gatesville, you know. Uh, and, and that Gatesville Connolly game sort of has some intrigue to it. Yeah, I would say both the Robinson Gatesville game this week and the future Conley Gatesville game, like you said, have intrigue, have some drama to them, and uh, you know, will be interesting to see. I don't think any of these teams are destined for a deep playoff run, but. I mean, let's face it, they're, even in a, uh, an era of UIL football that a lot of old-timers would dismiss and say, you know, ah, there's too many teams make the playoffs. And, and to a certain extent, I agree with that. But mm-hmm. uh, that said, you can't tell me that for Robert Rubel's team out at Robinson that mm-hmm. making the playoffs – uh, wouldn't be a big step, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. because he's trying to build something there. And sometimes that little, you know, uh, four and six, five and five step can can help you, you know, get to eight and four the next year or, you know, a couple years down the road. Right. By the way, that Gatesville Conley matchup is next Friday. You know where they're playing? In Gatesville. That McCamey Stadium in Gatesville. So, are you already bidding for a return? Trip? No, 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 no. I, I'm not gonna. You know me. I'm a generous person. I'm not gonna hog that. You know, somebody else can go take advantage of that. Now, I did have some really good. What I can only assume was J and M barbecue last week. I had a little bit of brisket and some sausage and a little slice of pizza. So I stayed on my. Believe it or not, and this is what's so great about my my nutritional plan. I could do that and it'd still be on my nutritional plan. It was just about portion control. Okay. Uh, sounds like we've reached the commercial portion of our podcast now. Well, uh, oh, yeah, for Noom, sure. Yeah, go try out Noom. But hey, here's. here's Can we the get thing. a kickback on any of these shout outs that we do? I, I don't know. I mean, that that's the thing with media these days is like you feel like if you mention somebody, you're like giving them free advertising. But how are you not going to mention stuff? You know, well, sure. Here, but here's the other thing. We started talking about portion control and 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 that type of thing, which means we were at the end of our podcast because people are going to turn it off anyway. <laughs> right. It's so, more it's more about uh, if you want to keep listening, we want to talk about 
what to load up on, not what to uh, portion out. Well, I will say, yeah, they had lasagna on oh Friday night. Oh, my. Uh, they had, of course, brisket and sausage. Um, I believe there was chicken there in the mix, the pizza. They had two different desserts. Now, the desserts were not going to be on my calorie plan, so I just didn't even tempt myself with them. Wow. But they, they were homemade, I can tell you that. Congratulations on that. On <laughs> just the willpower to yes, do that? for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, And especially you and John, y'all would have just taken the, one of the trays of dessert just outside and just had it. I'd have put a piece there. of chicken between two brownies. <laughs> 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 a chicken sandwich with brownie. Yeah, the there's a winning idea. Somebody uh, out there in fast food uh, land. <laughs> that's like that's like the uh, chicken equivalent of like what what is it the uh, the uh, what what's the what's the what's the ice cream sandwich truck? Pokios. Pokios. I like it. I like it. Yep. All right. We're. Do you have any more high school football related questions, or can I go watch the rest? No, of that's it. Game? Yeah, that's all. Have fun Friday night, folks. We'll see you next week. All right.